Ahoy there, and welcome back to Domance Dawn, your premier podcast for discussing One Piece and The Simpsons at the same time. If you find another podcast with more episodes than we had at this point in our episode releases, we'll give you half off on your next oil change. I'm Luke, he, him, sometimes they, them, and I'm joined by my lovely, wonderful, and secondary co-host, Janine. Uh, secondary seems to be a very weird adjective, but okay. I I I was going to say tertiary, and it's like, well, no, you're not the third chair here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, my name is Janine. My pronouns are she, they, and I don't have a third thing to say. And we are also uh, joined by a a, a guest. A guest. Yes, would you like to introduce yourself? You don't have to. We can leave it a mystery as well. Uh huh. Do you recognize the voice? <laughs> uh, well, I hope I recognize the voice because I hear it every day. But, you know, they say that your voice sounds different when you hear it in a microphone. But I'm Emily mm-hmm. Martin from Progressively Horrified and other things I draw. I, I, I mostly draw. Um, Megaboth.net, etc. Um, but I'm ready to uh, be Yayo Yayo dreaming today. So, <laughs> well, uh, well, they say that dreams are a mix of things that you have experienced in your day and in your memories. So, would you mind telling us about how you got into The Simpsons? Uh, well, it was on a lot and uh, my folks liked it and they basically subjected me to it. It was one of the few cartoons I could watch with my dad. Um, and it was on uh, reruns all, all the time, of course, because uh, I grew up in the 80s. So um, I think I've seen the, f- I know I've seen Tracy Ullman, but I don't think I've actually seen Tracy Ullman when it was released. I think it was mm-hmm. uh, post Tracy Ullman when I first watched The Simpsons. That was before I was alive. Oh my god. Yeah. And I'm in my thirties. Yeah. <sighs> I yeah, no no comment. <laughs> uh, and a happy belated Luke's missed all of our listeners. Uh and then what is your background with One Piece? Well, as you may have guessed, uh, I did see the um, a lot of the four kids version. Mm-hmm. Um, I have since been cleansed and seen a lot. I actually uh, read a whole bunch of it when it was in Shonen Jump, mm-hmm. back when you could get Shonen Jump in America. Um, the the physical version. The physical version of, yeah, the American Shonen Jump, which was very different than the Japanese one, but it was, mm-hmm. yeah, the physical Shonen Jump. Um, and I've read up to uh, the part where they enter the Grand Line, um, and then everything other than that has been either I've seen bits and pieces or have learned it academically, i.e. from uh, experts, that is, my friends who are obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I also, I, I think the first One Piece I ever watched was a fan sub where Luffy was called Roof. So. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 oh no, we're going to translate this exactly as it would be directly from the Japanese. Doesn't really work that well if you're not going to apply like logic to it. Yeah. And I have, I mean, I'm glad it's not Rufy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I just <laughs> might as well. Rufy address unlike the the characters in the episodes we watched i do want to address the elephant in this room <laughs> um <laughs> yeah but like i also have a theory and mm-hmm. one piece started when, okay when did one piece start when did the, the the comic start the manga uh in japan or the u.s in japan I want to say, yeah, 1997. Okay, 1997. When did the movie Hook come out? 1991. Okay. So what happens when you translate Rufio into Romaji? Interesting. It's either Rufio, which can either be Rufio or... Lufio. I'll I'll accept that. I I forget <laughs> what I, I I forget what the origin of Luffy's name is because a lot of the times, uh, like Oda's just lying. I was going to say Oda just like straight up steals names from history or famous people. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I can see that. Like, I can follow the, uh, I can follow the path that you got there with. Okay. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I, I think it's better than a twenty four four twenty eight, but um, I'm glad that you're on board with this one. All right. Well, and then the, the the third question I have is in two sentences or less, do you think that Mothman could fit into the One Piece universe? Yeah. Yes. Mothman is absolutely a part of One Piece and I'm sad that he hasn't shown up yet. I mean, yeah, there probably actually could be a Mothman fruit out there. Yeah. So. Where is it, and can I have it? Well, we'll have to see, because I finished the reread that I was doing since the last episode that we recorded, so I'm caught up on the manga, and we have yet to have Mothman show up. We just keep seeing reasons why we need to eat the rich. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, is Oda rich? Yes, Oda is very rich now. Okay. I mean, like, there's there's rich people, and then there's people who can work themselves to death. He's also, I think a lot of fans are worried that he is getting to that point. Like, uh, the most recent chapter of the comic was unfinished uh, when he released, and he's like, yeah, I feel really bad about this. And people are like, yeah, no, take your time. We have seen enough mangaka who have uh, died super young as a result yeah we don't want another kentaro miura like 
Mm -hmm. I mean, and One Piece doesn't even have like, I don't know if it even has a, a suggestion of a resolution at this point. Uh, Oda has said that they are in the final act of the manga, like the final arc. And I think it was supposed to be like we're five years away from the ending, but I think that might also be one of those we're always just five years away from the ending. Because Oda also yeah. initially said, oh, One Piece is only going to last for five years, and we are at the 25th anniversary. Wow, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, by the time listeners would have heard, this Luffy, I believe, would have been in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, specifically. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. With Goku and all his friends. And Funky. Hey, Funky. Funky? Funky oh, Winkerbean. Funky, funky Winker. Holy shit. It's been a minute. <laughs> we, can, we can use Funky Winkerbean on the show. Really? Yeah. Because oh, he okay. shows up as a balloon. Uh-huh. Okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Adding a name right now. I'm just uh, doing a little bit of research. Um, you guys do your thing and I'll, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, that's, that's completely fair. Uh, so... I was actually also doing a bunch of prep to kind of figure out, well, how long does it look like it would take us to catch up on the anime? And we won't even be caught up by 2027, continuing at our main clip. And that's not even saying whether or not we do special episodes that uh, cancel out normal episodes for uh, the movies and specials. So oh, yeah. we've, we've got a way to go. We have a ways to go. Um, but one of the things that uh, I came across was, oh, hey, there's a bunch of characters who we've come across, but we didn't actually match them because at the time that they, at the time that we started the show, uh, Janine, uh, the characters didn't have names. And Oda went back and was like, hey, uh, you know how you see all of Shanks' buddies? Uh, all of those people have names now. None of them are important, but uh, uh, there will be a point coming up where we get to go and match uh, some of those characters like Bonk Punch and his oh. monkey. <laughs> Is that going to be today? No, no. Okay. Because <laughs> I had... I, I did some digging. Um... I, Is this uh, why you don't like using monkeys so much? <laughs> me? Uh, no, me, me. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm oddly protective about some characters. Um, but the, the other reason I bring that back is uh, we have seen the five elders of the world who have, in the past year, been given actual character names. So I just wanted to update any of the listeners yes. that uh, previously the person who we had as the French minister, uh, who we cast with the French prime minister, is now Jay Garcia Saturn. Uh, the person who was previously the UK representing uh, elder, uh, who was played by the British casino designer, is now Marcus Mars. Uh, the Russian representative, who was previously played by, or who was played by Lugash, is now known as Top Man Warcury. The Chinese, rep 
Uh-huh. Uh, the Chinese representative, who is played by Chinese principal number one, uh, is now Ethan Barron v. Nusjuro. And the U.S. representative, who is played by Uncle Slam, is now Shepard Jew Peter. Excuse me, what? Shepard <laughs> Jew Peter. J-U space P-E-T-E-R. Like Jupiter the planet. Not, oh, okay. Yeah, not like... Uh, this is what we're using to make anti-Semitic uh, gunpowder. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> One wow. piece is weird. Oh, yeah. One oh, yeah. piece. <laughs> uh. Sometimes I want to, like, there's there's a lot of shonen mangaka that I want to talk to and be like, hey, I want to I tell you something about the world. <laughs> I mean, I know <laughs> that you've, you've read a lot of comics and Osama Tezuka was, uh, you know, blessed and stuff like that. Um, but you, you can't, you can't do it anymore, buddy. You can't. But, it's done. It's a- out. It's, it's, it's gone now. But Attack on Titan did it. Um. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because we're we're all uh, wanting to emulate what's his face, Mister. T- I don't know. I don't know his name. But Attack on Neither Titan. Neither do I. Not that, like, Kentaro Miura, as, as beautiful as Berserk is, um, mm-hmm. that is not, um, just because it is, uh, as, uh, like, already just crazy as it is, doesn't give them any excuse to be as, like, uh, well, assaulty. Do we, do we, do, are we, um, monitoring, um, should I monitor my language on this show? No, oh, you can fucking curse. Okay, sweet. Ass, damn hell ass, as Bart would say. Oda, I think, has grown more than a lot of people. There's a few areas that I think more come from cultural confusion. Yes. But overall, he has been a lot more comfortable with queer characters and gender queer characters. Yeah, I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, None of those show up at this point. We're not talking about Gatherin. Uh, we're not talking Gatherin. about Magic the Gatherin. Magic. <laughs> That's why she's so like she's a busy woman mm-hmm. because she is playing Magic the Gatherin. She doesn't have time for no whatever his name Silly is. Silly boys. Yeah. Jabra. Mm-hmm. Jabra. All right, well, uh, the episodes that we are going to be covering this week initially ran between May 21st and June 25th of the year 2006, which was a decent year. <laughs> was, was, was that during the... No, that wasn't during the last writer's strike. Because that was... Oh, my God. Um... When did Heroes come out? Because it was the year. It was that right after, like right as Heroes was. It was out. the it was the oh seven oh eight writers' strike because it disrupted season two. So Peter Petrelli's girlfriend got stuck in another universe, and it never got resolved. Yeah, no, that's how I remember the writers' strike because um, it was <laughs> Heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we never got the George Miller Justice League, which sounds like it would have been a fascinating mess. Yeah. 
Um, you know, so maybe someday we can go into that universe with Peter Petrelli's girlfriend and see that <gasps> Justice League. Uh, the Simpsons episodes that ran this time were the end of season 17, which is also unfortunately the end of episodes that they have on Freakiac, which makes my job slightly harder. Uh, the first one was regarding Margie, where Marge gets amnesia and remembers everyone except for Homer, and she can't figure out why she loved him, and then eventually she remembers him when she remembers that he's an alcoholic. It's, uh... Yep. Yeah. It It's very much one of the episodes in, towards the end of the Jerk-Ass Homer series, or seasons, where they just had a bunch of why are they together? Like, you keep yeah. not giving us an answer. Yeah. I did appreciate uh, the gender-bent Patty and Selma brothers that we had. Yes. And I did actually... Um, this episode did provide me a, an equivalent character, which I'll get to. Um, Hell yeah, otherwise... Rodrigo style. <laughs> It's, I can't remember what Rodrigo's style is, but we'll get to it. Mm -hmm. So the next one is... Uh, the monkey suit, where uh, Ned Flanders and Lovejoy decide to get creationism taught at the schools, and then when Lisa protests, it becomes the only thing that they can teach at schools, and Lisa brings it all up as part of a court case, and Marge gets Ned uh, to call Homer an ape, which gets them to lose the case it's it has some interesting ideas and some solid bits but it kind of lacks a clear can like end point yeah um it is very like toothless at the end <laughs> about that janine any comments on this one it really sucks to see this um, episode after seeing such a good Ned positive episode earlier in the season. Mm -hmm. Oh, the one where Bart has a uh, ape for a mom. Yeah, Bart has two mommies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in that one, like we saw Ned like loosen up a little bit, and then like here we are, like fundamentalist Ned, and I just I. I linger for a, a less flanderized Flanders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It It is definitely a, oh yeah, this is a show with multiple writers and different creators and not necessarily a lot of oversight. Yeah, uh, like Ned, Ned has become more of a character and more of a lovable character. Because before, like when he started out, he was like a villain. Um, was he? Well, I just remember there was that episode where uh, the um, hurricane. No, this is a this is I think it's a pretty old one, but it's the one where um, the kids get taken away from Homer and Marge because mm. I mean maybe they should be, but um, Ned takes care of them and tries to baptize them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they are terrified, and then Maggie like is into it because you know they're giving her like attention and not like letting her go through the trash and live in the trash can or whatever 
Um, and then Marge, or it's not Marge, um, Lisa and Bart are like freaking out. And then Maggie, like they see Maggie as this, uh, this traitor to their family. Um, but, uh, the only thing that keeps Maggie from like going to the other side, so to speak, is, is Marge. Um, so, and like Maggie was fully like acting possessed. So. I, I, I don't think it was necessarily that intense it has been maybe a year or so since i've watched that but yeah i I think it was equally like the kids got taken away after a series of extenuating circumstances led to one bad day but also flanders going to baptize the kids is both one of those things where it's like yeah it's not your place to do this if you've been looking after them for less than a week but also it is weird that like Lovejoy didn't have the kids baptized since they go to church pretty much every Sunday. Yeah, I think they were supposed to be there. They addressed that in the episode or something, but it's been a like I said, it's been a while mm-hmm. since I've seen that one. Um, that's one that I caught on uh, on reruns. Um, all right, so we have regarding Margie, we have the monkey suit. The last one is Marge and Homer turn a couple play where Homer and Marge end up offering marriage counseling to uh, Buck, uh, Buck Mitchell and Tabitha Vicks. Buck is a baseball player and Tabitha is a musician pop star and Buck's ability to play well corresponds to how well he feels about his marriage. And then it looks like Homer and Tabitha have an affair. So Homer goes to try and set things straight. This one also didn't work for me. And uh, I watched the Real Gems video recap of season 17. And apparently he just liked aspects of this episode that I was just like, "Eh, nah. Yeah, this one was another uh, dud. For me, like the, the, Mm -hmm. this one and regarding Margie were both very, um, I mean, a writer might've looked at them, like they could have been, I don't know if they could be written by AI, but like, (laughs) um, and not that I'm saying that they ever, ever should, but, um, this, let me just say there, uh, was a little bit less effort put into them as there was into the monkey suit, which actually had some like really good gags in it mm-hmm. um this one was formulaic with a splash of let's get y'all horny <laughs> oh the yeah the margin margin homer yeah like it was weird also like the weird slut shaming and um i don't know like there was i, I watched i rewatched the episode where they go to tokyo because mm-hmm. I, um, because of reasons I will state, um, mm-hmm. but oh yeah, that one's got uh, some stuff that did not age well. Oh my god! Oh my god! But the yeah. um, <laughs> like but, that episode can't be shown in Japan for multiple reasons. Yeah, and it's like the some of the the gags are good. Like some of the jokes are good, and um. Like the 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 take on Takeshi's castle is actually really like funny. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's too bad that so much of the rest of it is like one thousand percent racist, but um it you know, it is at least specific enough. But it also has the teeth 
that I think a lot of the newer Simpsons episodes lack where and it also has the, the characterization of Flanders and the family as being sort of the passive, like the, that, the, the thing about Flanders, I think that is um, the most uh, fun for me is that he's just like, he is a, a, a true Christian in that he is forgiving and passive Mm-hmm. And, you know, he might have some funny ideas, but um, he doesn't usually like, except for the leftorium, he doesn't really like do anything. It, it, it varies in episodes like we've seen him like giving out room to the homeless and like running soup kitchens and things. But well, the, you, yeah. it, it exists for gags like there's the core of Flanders and then you can kind of just pull it so far in various directions, like fundamentalist or like good person. I think that is though kind of touching on what I really don't like about like um, episodes where we see a more fundamental Flanders. It's more, the he's doing something you know yeah mm-hmm. um he, he whenever he takes a proactive role it is usually showing off his worst sides yeah in the in this in these later seasons yes because with mm-hmm. the like it used to be his proactive role was just doing something that is nice but in the 90s when the simpsons was like really riding high it was quote unquote lame because it was lame to be nice in the 90s. Because um, we were all well, bored in grunge. And I, I think there was also a different view of what a non-Catholic Christian was. Which is kind of a, what Flanders has been. And as we've seen that change to like fit more of the conservative evangelical view. That's been a shift that has existed. Yeah. Um, and it is that kind of the, the very nineties idea of like, oh, isn't this cute? Um, where we would have these, like these tongue in cheek kind of references, like, oh, you know, aren't these fundamental people cute? Or isn't this like ignorance cute? And now it's a really big problem Mm -hmm. and it's, it's not cute anymore. Um, and, and nineties media was very intent on making it like just kind of cute. And then you know, it's very much like, oh, but I'm only joking, kind of um, bully logic. It, it It's kind of like Dale on King of the Hill, where there's a level where it's like, oh, yeah, he's very silly. But as we've seen people who have more malignant versions of those views or they are taking actions against, like, actual people, it 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 changes. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, like, I do miss the days when the things that Ned would do were all just like doing something for the community or being selfless. Like, you know, everyone with the meteor episode where he has to be, he's like ostracized. He's like, okay, okay, Sarah, Sarah. So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the episodes. New characters who have been unlocked include Brenda Weingarten, Little Mo Sizlak, Bambi, <laughs> Pony Huncherella, 
the Kellogg's Tiger, but Kellogg's is spelled differently. Charles Darwin, who makes out with the creationist devil, and Mole Man's Wife. We haven't seen Mole Man's Wife before this? We've seen different wives of Mole Man. Damn, it gets Mole around. Man gets around. Yeah. yeah, Jesus. Some people just be gay for Mole Man. Uh-huh. Yeah. He tastes like a peanut. What? What? There's a... He, he tastes like a peanut. Um, please. There's a time sources. where Homer licks Mole Man and says he tastes like a peanut. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, I I fully I fully believe you. I fully believe you that that's a thing that happened, especially after these episodes. Um, but. I was never. Uh, I, I'm gonna have to talk to my partner about that because he like he watched the episodes with me, the The Simpsons. Um, he's read more One Piece than I have, but like he, um, he knows about the same of uh, like Simpsons canon that I do. So uh, he helped me out a little bit, but we were reminding each other of some whack shit that happened in The Simpsons. Um, all right. So there's a lot of, I mean, you mentioned a lot of characters. There's a lot more characters on this list, but, um, you know, we'll get there, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, specifically in Burns Air, uh, when they look to have Mole Man work as a replacement for Bart in the family, Homer kisses him and says he tastes like a peanut. Thank you. Thank you for that very specific citation. Uh-huh. Um. You can take that. Very good at that. Uh, yeah, this is why this is one of the reasons I'm here. One was that you invited me, but another thing is like I'm I just love it. I just love having you know encyclopedic sources of things that like I I didn't get that into. Like I can tell you anything you want to know about Trent Reznor, but like Ron Zertner? Um no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a different guy. <laughs> Um, what the fuck is that from? Oh, Ron Zertner is Trent Reznor's name backwards. It's the anti-Trent Reznor. Oh fuck! I've heard that. <laughs> I also don't remember where it's from. Like you said that, and I'm like, that's a joke from something. File not found. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, hyperfixations. Let's talk about anime. Uh yeah. Specifically, we're talking about episodes 264 through 269, nice, of One Piece. Thank you. I will edit that so we all get synced there. Okay. Uh, These episodes include Operation Disembarkation Commences, The Straw Hat Crew Rushes In. Luffy Charges In, Great Divisive... Luffy Charges In. Great decisive battle of the Judiciary Island. Battle with the giants. Open the second door. The means of escaping is opened. <laughs> Fly through the sky, Rocket Man. Hey, catch up with Luffy. The Straw Hat Pirates is all-out war. Robin betrayed. 
the expectations of the world government. That's, that's just a big mood. Yeah. Previously on One Piece, uh, the crew headed to Water 7 because they needed to get the Gilling Mary repaired. Long story short, the government agents of CP9 were hiding out at the Prime shipbuilding company looking for blueprints that would allow them to build some sort of secret weapon and to do so they needed uh to find the blueprints and also a famous shipwright cuddy flam who uh had since become the chief of the underworld frankie right cp9 also forcibly enlisted Nico Robin by threatening her crew and newfound family so that she would work to assassinate Iceberg, the leader of the shipbuilding company and mayor of Water 7, to try and get those aforementioned blueprints. Now, Frankie and Nico Robin have been captured by CP9, and the Straw Hat crew, along with the Frankie family and the members of the Galley Law Company, seek to save their friend, Nico Robin, and also Frankie, from the deadly clutches of the government. Also, Usopp quit the crew because he did not want to believe that the going Mary was in critical condition and could no longer sail. And after vanishing on the mysterious sea train has been somehow replaced by the mysterious Sniper King. I love having that. Oh my god. So is this the first time he's had that little song? Uh, No, he also had it in the last batch of episodes that we saw. Okay, that fucking Toho. Yeah. His little Toho. (laughs) um, Like, his his, uh, icon that comes up is so genius. And his, like, whole Ultraman, like... It's so good. Did you watch the sub or the dub? I watched the sub. Okay, Uh, because I was going to say um, Sunny Straight voices Usopp and a bunch of other characters, including Sniper King, who's called, uh, or Sniper King, a.k.a. Soge King. Soge King, yes. And just does a beautiful job singing that song. Oh my god. Well, I have to look up a clip on YouTube. Um, because that sounds amazing. Um, but yeah, so the government agents arrived on the Puffing Tom, which was the only legal sea train that there was. Everyone else started heading over on Rocket Man, which was the incomplete and unstoppable sea train. And uh, they were joined by the Frankie family and the Galela company and were also being pulled by two massive sea kings, Sodom and Gomorrah. I love them. I assume they've already been matched. Uh, Yes, they are Dino and Hoppy from the Flintstones who made appearances on The Simpsons. Okay, interesting. Um, Yeah, MVP, Sodom and Gomorrah. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Maybe the only time that's ever said. No, it's it's a common sentiment. They're okay. they're trying their best out here. Okay, good. 
So, the party was split previous. Oh, do you have any other questions or things that need to be clarified before we go into what happened in these episodes we just watched that you think the audience might want to know because you were coming in here? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I hadn't this. I had only heard about Robin. I've seen the only episode that I knew that I had seen Robin in is the episode I had mentioned earlier where Luffy was referred to as Roof. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, I, I know that she showed up and she has arms or something, which she never uses in these episodes that we watched today. So Robin is, uh, we're going to find out more about her backstory in this part of the arc. Uh, she has the ability to bloom parts of her body, but she is currently wearing sea stone handcuffs that prevent her from using her powers. Oh, that does explain Mm -hmm. a few things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Frankie is a cyborg. I know about Frankie. Um, I didn't know he was, he was also known as Cuddy Flam. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. I recognized him from the, the various manga bits that I've seen and, and the, the lore um, the other thing that um, I did, I mean, friends of mine pointed this out to me, but I think it's important for the um, for the audience, is that Spandam refers to the Buster Call mm-hmm. in these episodes. Yes. And do we know what that is in the series yet? Uh, we've gotten vague references to it. Uh, I had watched all these episodes like a few weeks back so i forget exactly what point it is a massive destructive military force and it is something that robin in particular has witnessed before which is why she does not want her friends to be hit by the buster call yes um and yeah from because when i was watching it it was they were talking about the blueprints Mm -hmm. um and i knew the blueprints were for a weapon and so I had assumed that they were for the, the, the weapon was called the Buster Call, but it was important to have that clarified because the, she's really, really afraid of this Buster Call ha- being set upon the Straw Hats. So, um, yeah. And I think that that bit of dialogue happens in the last episode because that's where she's being punched around a lot by Spandam. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, and spandam got uh tom who was uh his old shipwright uh teacher killed okay oh frankie's or uh frankie's okay right okay yeah spandam just really sucks but that's that's pretty obvious yeah yeah uh he is also for your visual reference being played by uh, stand from American Dad. <laughs> really? Yes. Same voice. Same I expectation. Mean, <laughs> for for the purposes of our show, for the purposes of our show, but yes. Okay, cool. You um, know, you, you got the good amount of hubris and machismo over too much power, yada yada. Yeah. Apparently Kenshiro's been at him though, because he's got that weird mask that makes his keeps his head from exploding. Oh, uh that was from when Frankie smashed his face. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he also is supposed to look like Mankind, the wrestler. Oh, of course he is. Mm-hmm. Of course. Who's not a wrestler in this show? All right. So the party was split previously as the Frankie family reached the edge of Innie's lobby while the Straw Hats were left behind on the Rocket Man, which had derailed. Rocket Man! The party stay in contact with Polly, explaining that they will need to reach the Gates of Justice before Robin goes past them, so the Galela shipwrights and the Frankie family will work on clearing the way, allowing the Straw Hats to focus on the CP9 agents. Meanwhile, Spondum is berating CP9 agents we haven't seen before, Kumadori, Jabra, and Fukuro, for failing to kill the leaders of the Revolutionary Army, the attack which failed because Fukuro told the revolutionaries their entire plan. And I, I appreciate that we are starting to get references to the Revolutionary Army, which is something that is now finally being more important, like, 800 chapters later. Right. <laughs> and it's big freak hours with Kumadori and Fukuro. Like, Jabra has weird vibes to him too, but he does not try and commit seppuku and does not have a literal, or does not have a literal zipper on his mouth. Which doesn't do fuck all for Fukuro. <laughs> like, he still unzips his fucking, he's just like, Jabba jabba, I'm gonna I'm gonna spill the beans and like you should put a fucking plate, like Beetlejuice. Like, you know, if you don't want him to say anything, you should have him like have to do a math problem before he opens his mouth. But you know, I don't know if that's a something that the CP9 are equipped to do. They're here for reducing the numbers of people, not reducing fractions. <laughs> Alas. So Luffy ignores the plan and launches himself past the first gate, and when Spondum is warned about it, he dismisses the threat, which leads to a recurring, he does not understand what is going on at all, which is wonderful. Well, a lot of people don't. I mean, not a lot of people do in this, in this program of mm-hmm. this entire series, <laughs> which, um, I mean, Luffy, I, I love how Luffy like slingshotted himself into the into the fray after everyone's like okay we're gonna hang back and they're gonna like Mm -hmm. use rocket man to rocket man our way into the town and then we're gonna like put you know we're gonna beat their army up with our army we're gonna play some some warcraft right Mm -hmm. and then um luffy's like no 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 i'm lucky d luffy i'm going in there and they're like you have a plan (laughs) And he's gone. Okay, shit. And then he's just fucking wandering around town and like every dude in the universe is is on his ass and he's like, ah, fuck. I'm gonna go up. And they're like, whoa, up? (laughs) There's no bad up? His his just like fucking around is beautiful. Like when he's just like, oh, I'm going to attach myself like an exoskeleton and make you fight the other people down here. Just like no, no strategy behind it. It's an awful idea, but God, it's hilarious. That? Had he done that before? No. <laughs> Shit. Okay, I'm glad that I got to see a new power, a new a new Luffy power unlocked, where he's like, because he called him like his helper robot, and he like mm-hmm. made the fucking automata noises as he was like manipulating this guy. Um, <laughs> oh God, that was really good. 
Um, anyway, so so Luffy slingshots himself in there, and then just is, it's like every that that asshole in every D and D game that we've ever played. Sometimes we are that asshole. Let's let's be honest. Mm-hmm. It is just like no no no. I'm gonna run in. No no no. No one lives forever. <laughs> I made a rubber. Oh. How did that happen? Yo ho ho! You took a bite of gum gum. Thank you. I I don't have that clip on the soundboard anymore. That's okay. We'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have this button. I forget what this one does. Huh? Who? This well-mannered snake? You know exactly what that button does. <laughs> oh, I love Usopp voice button. Oh, that's right. It's all coming back to me. It's so like a, the... I feel like a Manchurian candidate. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> so the Frankie family and Galley Law are meanwhile being pulled by Sodom and Gomorrah. They get past the initial gate and begin fighting, and Spanum gets disconnected from another call. Uh, as Luffy charges over to the second gate, he reaches the main part of the island, and Spandam ignores the new warnings and the request from the CP9 agents to, like, you know, maybe check it out, maybe join in the fight. And when Spondum checks back at the new gate, he hears no reply because the forces are overwhelmed. And that is when the Frankie family meets their match against actual giants Kashi and Oimo. Sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love uh, Oimo, the uh, new milk alternative, and uh, Kashi is just a great cereal. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a lot of fiber. It is. It helps keep you regular. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we're getting to a part where uh, one of four kids famous, oh, we don't think these episodes are going to be important, uh, so we're just going to cut them, are going to become important and very relevant and have become even more relevant in the past year of the manga. Oh, shit. Yeah, One Piece is long fucking game. Oh, yeah. I, I Yeah. But I mean, four kids. Um, I mean, we all know how those donuts crumbled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they didn't even want One Piece. They were just told that they had to get it if they wanted Magical Do Re Mi. And that show died on the vine. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So, uh,. The rest of the Frankie family tries to open the gate for Rocket Man to get through, but the giants are easily stopping them until the leaders of Galela and the Frankie family work together to bring the giant duo down. Spondum checks in again and refuses to believe that Luffy is smashing hundreds of guards like it is a Dynasty Warriors game, and the call is disconnected once again. And I do love that they have at least two... Uh, One Piece Pirate Warriors games where you can just run through uh, any slobby and just beat down hundreds of soldiers as Luffy. It's a uh, any slobby survivor a la Vampire Survivor. You just like spin around and sometimes you get the power that lets you go up. I feel like the survivor aspect would... I am unfamiliar with Vampire Survivor, but I feel like the aspect of that would be your soldier trying to take down Luffy, but also survive. Vampire Survivor does, in fact, have a misleading name. Although the whole idea of the game is that you you have all these passive powers and you just have to walk around and not get 
got by like waves and waves of like Medusa heads and ghosts and shit. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway. you are a vampire who is the survivor, not you're a survivor of vampires. Well, sometimes you're a vampire that is a survivor. Sometimes you're a witch. Sometimes you're a panda with a ball. It depends on what you have unlocked in the game. Baird. <laughs> Uh, Rob Lucci and his CP9 team, meanwhile, bring in Robin and Frankie to the rest of the CP9 organization. And Spondum gloats about what he had done to Tom, so Frankie bites his head. <laughs> and in the chaos of this moment, the snail receiver is knocked off the hook, preventing any incoming calls to Spondum. Down in any lobby, the Chief Justice Baskerville hears about Luffy and the Straw Hat's actions and dispatches the Watchdog troops after them. Back at the front gate, the enemies have closed the door, but Yokozuna, the giant frog, smashes them, turning them into a ramp that Rocket Man flies off of right into Oimo, who was recovering from the attack. And then That's as right. the train crashes, the Straw Hats depart from the now destroyed C train. Real real quick, couple things. Uh -huh. Um I mean, Yokozuna did smash them. It was Zoro's idea. And cuz he was like sitting on front of the train, they're like, "Zoro, do your thing." And he's like, "Yes, I will do my thing." And then he's like, "Hey frog, do your thing." <laughs> um which was interesting. Um and uh but the other thing is, and I, this is another question that I would like clarification for both myself and the readers. What's going yeah. on with that frog? Because these episodes oh. began with like a heart to heart between Grandma Frankie and the and the frog. Yeah, Granny Kokoro. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Kokoro and Yokozuna and Frankie and Iceberg, who's the mayor currently of Water 7, who CP9 tried to assassinate to get the blueprints, uh, all worked with Tom. And oh. Tom built the sea train as it was his dream, and then the government was going to let him uh, get a pardon because he also built the pirate ship for the King of the Pirates, Gold Roger, or Gold D. Roger. And then oh. Spondum wanted to get those blueprints so he framed an attack on tom and his apprentices and so tom ended up using his pardon to save his apprentices and the sea train that he built took him off to any lobby where he was killed uh frankie tried to stop the sea train and instead got hit by a full speed train which destroyed his body which led him to become a cyborg Right. And Yokozuna has since tried to derail the train every day of his life. Oh, okay. And so mm -hmm. Grandma Kokoro and Yokozuna decided they had a peace accord and he wasn't going to try to derail the train because then they were they were going to save Frankie? Uh, they're going to get revenge on the people who took Tom away. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. No problem. So, uh, Luffy, meanwhile, keeps getting lost while trying to find Robin and also keeps devastating troops along the way. Like, there's lots of Luffy shenanigans here. It's just most of them don't progress the plot at all. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's what happens when you when you head it when you just like jump into the fray ahead of your party and the rest of your party is like, um, we'd like to roll initiative, please. And meanwhile, this son of a bitch over here is like, oh wait, okay, I got this. Okay, I'm gonna do this and then I'm gonna min-max that and then I'm gonna go over here and then I'm gonna get on the roof where nothing can happen to me. Except I keep going back down on the street. Even though I can and can like uh shoot myself across town using my arms. Lu- Luffy doesn't have the worst navigation in the crew, but he still is an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. He's a shonen so, hero. Yeah. He can't be too mm-hmm. he can't be too powerful. Oh, and you gotta delay him. You can't yeah. have him just knock out the bad guy in the first five minutes. Yeah. So as the rest of the Straw Hats crawl from the wreckage, the Marines prepare to open fire until Kokoro, Chimney, and Gonbei pretend to be hostages. And this allows Nami to summon a thunderstorm to attack the Marines, taking them out while also hitting some of the allies, including Sogeking, Sanji, and Zoro. And then all of them see a large explosion and figure that is where Luffy is currently at. <laughs> also, I forgot how great Chimney and Gonbei are. I love uh, Chimney's the girl. Gonbei is the rabbit that everyone just calls a cat. Yeah. I don't get it, but I whatever. I've seen Tenchi Moyo. <laughs> just things, these things happen. Yeah, they're... They're just weird imps. I mean, every animal in this show is some kind of weird little guy. Like, it doesn't, it's like Pokemon, but where the Pokemon can actually talk. Well, technically, some of the animals in this are actually weapons. Like, the elephant that you saw earlier, Funkfried, is actually a sword that ate a devil fruit to turn it into an elephant. What? That's what I'm talking about. This fucking. We saw a dog, but it wasn't a dog. It was actually a gun that ate a fruit that made it become a dog. And that dog got a cold. How did a dog? Okay, how did a gun eat a fruit though? How did a how did an inanimate object eat a devil fruit? Science. No, (laughs) I reject your reality. (laughs) Like you can't substitute your own. Oh. Oh, uh, please don't no, die. We are we are going to get a brief explanation of this soon, and literally all that uh, we get from Spondum is, yeah, science did it. Okay, science is great. Well, okay, so did they just push them together? Did like they do like a Manhattan Project, and they've like put them together with the Demon Core or some shit? So where the manga currently is now, like almost twenty years later, we are seeing the like place where they invent all of the science, and it's still fucking weird. Okay, I mean it's One Piece. It's One Piece. You, I'm expecting you, you, it. you accept that there's science to turn you into a cyborg, and uh, science that can make your sword eat a. Fruit. And then turn into an elephant. Uh-huh, because it ate the elephant elephant fruit. Okay. One piece. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> the gun ate the fruit. I'm gonna talk to my friends about this. No one told me about this. No one prepared me for this. I'm gonna talk well, yeah. to them and be like, Janine, t- please continue. I mean, yeah. 
how how would you like them to prepare you for oh yeah one piece is weird there's a sword that ate a fruit and now it can turn into an elephant you know now that you put it that way like of course there is in one piece one piece um all right so uh the regroup lost Mm-hmm. Uh, the regrouped marines and the watchdogs start to surround everyone who came in on the sea train. So they Galela shipwrights help the Straw Hats escape on Sodom, with Polly eventually falling back with the shipwrights to open up more room. And he asks the pirates to tell the CP9 agents they are all fired. Sponda, meanwhile, is gloating about the plan that he has and all the power that he holds now, since he should not have access to a buster call. And when Robin calls him out for that, he assaults her and yeah. promises to make her wish that she was dead before he kills her. And he also reveals that he has gone back on his promise because he said that if they came, he had told her that if she came with them, the Straw Hats would be able to leave Water 7 without any interference. But now they have left Water 7 and they have headed to Innis Lobby, so he is going back on his deal. Yeah, he's really doing, like, pulling a fine print on that one. Mm -hmm. Like, didn't you see here that in the, you know, if they came after you and tried to save you? (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Uh, in, In Robin's defense, she had told them to just leave her to die and she is their friend, so they will not do that. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, in Robin's defense, she probably thought that they would maybe be reasonable. I mean, maybe she had a bit of plausible deniability, even though she has met like Monkey D. Luffy, Luffy. Um, And uh, but, you know, I mean, like you look at Luffy and you think there's something else going on there. You know, there must be something else going on there. How the fuck is he alive? Other than like the rubber thing. Yo, ho, ho, he took a bite of gum gum. Like, gotta he, go, gotta go. Yeah, gotta go. <sighs> yeah, I mean, there's nothing. It's it's just it's just peanuts in there, just like Mole Man. <laughs> so uh, he prom- uh, so Spondum promises to send the rest of the crew to Impel down one- because he believes that they've all been captured at this point, and he reveals that. Uh, Nika Robin is going to go to the Navy headquarters, while Frankie will also be sent to Impel Down, which is the big super prison that we'll get to eventually. So Frankie bites Spondum's head again, which is when the CP9 agents notice that the phone is off the hook, and Spondum just dismisses them for the time being. The King Bulls, with their passengers, keep pushing through, and Chopper explains how the Frankie family had saved both of them from a Sea King that ate them. And even though saving them was entirely coincidental and they were not eaten by the Frankie family because they were full, that earned their eternal loyalty. And also that's when the Straw Hats realize that Soge King has been missing the entire time. And then Luffy finally reaches the gatehouse roof, which is where Bluno appears to stop him. So we got a bunch of stuff on the next batch. All right. But we also have seven characters to match. So are you all ready for this? Yes, I'm as ready as I'll ever be. I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, you only need the name ideas once. 
I, I don't think you have a rival show that would also coincidentally get you on to cover these exact same episodes. Oh no, yeah, no, like this is this is fine. This is fine. I was a little worried when we were talking about like the the characters that were now introduced as different names, um, but I did go through, um, I did go through some things. I did I did do some research for this. Awesome. Well. Uh, up first, we have Kumadori, and I have three names for this. My Rodrigo style, and Rodrigo style is a uh, reminder slash educational moment, uh, are characters who appeared in episodes of The Simpsons that we also covered in the same episode. Okay, yes. Uh, it is named after Rodrigo Vargas, who uh, did the cover for the Exiled Annual for this year that you will be able to find at exiledpodcast.com by the time this episode comes out. Awesome. My Rodrigo suggestion was Wallace Brady, which was the Southern lawyer. I also added on Richie Sakai. And then my big weird suggestion is Christopher Walken. I, I was trying to find the right sort of strange energy, and I feel like Christopher Walken has that. Janine, who do you have? I had no idea what to go for this, and I just threw down Ultraman Homer. I actually know that one! <laughs> All right, and that was the only suggestion you had for this one, Janine? That was the only suggestion because I didn't have enough time to go back and get second answers. I like having short picks when we have a guest so that it's more likely that the guest could be able to have like more of a chance. Fair enough. Emily, who do you have for Kumadori? Well, um, I rewatched 30 Minutes Over Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And I am going, has, has the uh, game show host of Super Happy Smile Fun Time Family Wish Show. Oh, you Wink? mean Wink? Yeah, is he taken? I don't believe so because I have him as a suggestion for another character on here. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's, that's my suggestion for Kumadori. Oh, wait, no, I had also had Wink on for Kumadori, and then I just deleted him because I was like, eh, I feel Christopher Walken is stronger. Uh, for those of you who have not Googled Kumadori, he is a very tall, very pale man with long pink hair. He looks like a kabuki theater actor. Yes. Um, and sadly they did not have, I was going to look, I was looking for a character that I thought was in the, the, uh, 30 minutes over Tokyo episode, um, which was not actually there. They referred to doing a Kabuki play, but they never actually did. So, um, uh, you had done, uh, Frankie Ack and, oh, well, let's, let's see if I can find, nope. Yeah. Homer. Says that in jail, they had to be in a dumb kabuki play about the 47 Ronin. Yes. And he had to be Ori. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I really like Christopher Walken. I was sort of a out-there pick for a disconcerting voice and character. I mean... 
I would pick, like, I don't know if I would pick Kumidori for Christopher Walken, because Christopher mm -hmm. Walken seems like one that you'd want to keep for later. Um, however, it is less, like, um, borderline culturally insensitive <laughs> than one of the characters from the episode that is more than borderline culturally insensitive. And I mean, Christopher Walken has been in his borderline culturally insensitive films, uh, like Balls of Fury. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I've, I mean, I personally will not say no to Christopher Walken ever, sadly. Well, except when in some of those movies I haven't seen, but that's not because no one has ever actually said to me, you should watch this movie with Christopher Walken. And they say, we should watch this movie. And then I say no. And then that's my final answer. So now you know how to make me watch these movies, uh, audience member. Um. Uh, well, Janine, can you get behind Christopher Walken? Oh, can I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Me too. I'll be next. All right, well... That is one down. Next we have Jabra, who has a long, like, Fu Manchu mustache, a goatee, and a also long ponytail. And a big scar on his face. Janine Hudia for Jabra. Uh, I put Steven Tyler, but I forgot why. I don't know. Also, we have surprisingly not used Steven Tyler yet. What? And we might have like a, like at maybe two different versions of Steven Tyler by now. So I think we've, we've used other members. We have used other members of Aerosmith, I believe. But not Steven Tyler specifically. Oh yeah, we also do have two versions of Steven Tyler because there's Flaming Moe's and then there's the Rock Camp one. Oh yes. Yeah. Animated Steven Tyler did not age well. We, we, we are getting more of those characters so there have been two distinct versions of them which is a fascinating phenomenon. Uh, Emily, who do you have for Jabra? Um, he's probably already taken, but, um, it was one of the, the, I can't remember the name of the character, but it's Mo's, uh, or not Mo. Um, I keep thinking of Mo because Mo tries to kill him. Um, the bully that, uh, is trying to date Bart's possible girlfriend. He says his pants you are You mean Jimbo? Jimbo! Yeah, Jimbo. Oh, Jimbo is our Sanji. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Bless. Yeah. Bless this mess. Okay, so um, then Jabra, I'm going to uh, say is Little Moses Lack. <laughs> because of reasons. I don't know. Because <laughs> he's, he's like Mo, but not as cool. And Jabra is like Blue No, but not as cool. Uh, 
Uh, I have three suggestions. Uh, my Rodrigo style is Freddy Alvarado, who's one of the baseball players who does actually look like uh, Jabra. Yes, that's true. So, uh, he's got the mustache. He's got Latino features to him, which I, th- I I feel like, despite wearing, like, the Chinese-style shirt, Jabra also has weirdly Latino vibes. Janine, is that off to say that? Mm, what? I, I don't know. I don't know, because, like, there we haven't seen is, much of them yet. I like. I could definitely see this character have being like based on a Danny Trejo. Yeah, I he can, has yeah. Danny yeah. Trejo energy for sure. But like, if I don't know like the character that they're pulling from, like it could easily just be also like a, a Yakuza stereotype, and like I wouldn't know. I think mm-hmm. I think it is a Yakuza stereotype. However, does Danny Trejo show up in The Simpsons? I was looking up. Uh, he does. That is an episode that we have not gotten to yet. But there is a person who very much looks like Danny Trejo. Okay. Um. Um. The other two that I had were Snake Jailbird and Senor Ding Dong. And then, oh, what's this? Pere 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 pere. Uh, Atticus from our Discord suggested Tito from the Springfield Isotopes. Um, Snake Jailbird doesn't have a guy? We haven't used... Well, you, there are multiple snakes, but... Uh, we haven't used Snake Jailbird. Okay, well, I'm going to go for Snake Jailbird. Because he, I, I would have chosen him, but I was like, for sure he's taken. We're full of surprises here. Yeah. Janine, how are you feeling? Uh, cool. I, I do kind of like the idea of going with Freddy Alvarado because the rest of our CP9 characters have been very obscure or weird variants. Okay. I could be convinced to go that way, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just was the, the the best one of the best jokes in the Tokyo the ten the thirty minutes over Tokyo episode mm-hmm. was Snake Jailbird cyber robbing the cyber cafe mm-hmm. and saying yoink dot com backslash losers. <laughs> um so I'm just thinking a lot about Snake Jailbird right now. Um, I mean, like we could, you could save. I mean, if I were you, I would save somebody, like save Snake Jailbird for someone. Yeah, we won't remember Freddie Alvarado in a few episodes. Snake, we're going to have more opportunities for uh, him. Yeah, he's so. a he's a recurring character. So uh, up next, we have Fukuro. Uh, Emily, who do you have for Fukuro, oh. the 
large, round, green-haired, high-pitched voice, zippered mouth. So, this is another long shot. Uh-huh. But what about old Fishbulb himself, Mr. Sparkle? Oh. We have brought up Mr. Sparkle before. I don't believe we have used him. I'm just no. thinking just general shape. And, um, <laughs> you know, the character is memorable, but I don't think they do anything. And I don't know if uh, Fukuro does anything, but he is he looks like an egg and um, an egg kind of looks like a fish bulb. Therefore, um, he's Mr. Sp Sparkle, your best wash. I mean, Fukuro and all these other CP9 agents are still around in present. So, okay. uh, uh, like, making a big investment for them is not a bad idea. Uh, the four episodes I, or the four pitches I had were, as Rodrigo style, the Kellogg's Tiger. And that's <laughs> Kellogg's with only one G. Yeah. Uh, I also had Chris Farley... <laughs> the Pumpkinhead Man, and also the Cayman Islands rep, the guy who's like, oh, I shouldn't have said the secret account. Oh. Because he is also a rotund man who cannot keep a secret. I mean, that's a good, that's a good pitch. Um, that's, that's what I'd go for. Janine, who do you have? I have Funzo. Okay. Oh, All I right. forgot about Funzo. All right. I I gotta pull up Funzo and see how much of a little freak that is. It's yeah, uh, yeah. That that's a little God. freak right there, huh? Yeah, like you know what? Funzo, fuck. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Funzo too. I'm gonna I'm gonna reiterate. I'm I'm I am withdrawing, Mister Sparkle. And I'm gonna say Funzo for sure. I mean, you you have Mr. Sparkle down on your record as a suggestion, but uh, yeah, it sounds like we got a Funzo here. Yeah, I think Mike is going to be delighted by that. <laughs> <laughs> that is Funzo, uh, or that it, Mr. Sparkle has uh, shown up again as a as a suggestion. Uh, Mr. Sparkle has shown up in the past as suggestions. Okay. Uh, because, I mean, there's the whole Fishman race. So. Oh, shit. The, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, I mean, we haven't even gotten to Fishman Island yet. Oh, we haven't? I no, thought that okay. was Arlong Park. Right. Right. We haven't even delved into racism. Yeah. I mean, we have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but not in that way. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, up next, we have Kashi and Oimo. Uh, for both of them, I have hairs. My Rodrigo styles were Agent K and Agent J, who show up in a Men in Black trailer, which I think it would just be funny to get both of those in. Uh, the other two that I had are... Callbacks from the last time that we needed big giants, uh, Bernie and the redheaded employee, uh, who along with Homer put on B duty when the inspectors come. Which one is, Janine. is that? Oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. 
No, you go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, which episode was that? Was that one of the the recent ones, or was that like the one oh. where Homer's like in one flew over the cuckoo's nest? Uh, I believe that is. Uh, yeah, that's Homer goes to college. Okay. Which will okay. probably come back up for other reasons. Perfect. I have. Let's see here. I guess kind of a pair as well. Mm -hmm. uh, they were both from the um, Attack of the 50-Foot Eyesores uh, Treehouse mm -hmm. of Horror segment. Mm -hmm. The Duff Cowboy and the Giant Kent Brockman. <laughs> Wonderful. One of these is also a series where we have made mistakes by... Using giants before, I had to stop myself from saying we have made mistakes by blowing giants before. Um, me too. <laughs> uh, big mistakes. <laughs> Very big mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, for for Kashi and Oimo, um, I would decide to go Rodrigo style, and um, I went for Duffman two and Duffman three. The two. Ooh. The extra duff men. I do like that. <laughs> so let me double check. Luke's been counting the duff men. There are there are distinct duff men. Oh yeah, I mean, there can't be only one. Well, because we have used Larry. Uh, Larry was. Yorkie, which means nothing to you. Uh, <laughs> he showed up on the train. I don't remember how we got... Oh, right. The the fandom wiki is not as clear on the Duffman. Okay. Uh, the, the fandom wiki also doesn't list the names of the three nerds in uh, Homer Goes to College uh, on the appearances page. That's that's criminal. They had it him is. in and Dragons where he was slain by an elf. Uh, so there is uh, Larry, or there is Joe, Sid, Larry, Barry, and also another one who has not appeared yet. Okay. Those are the Duffman. So, uh, and this was in uh, Homer and Marge. Do couples the, or whatever. Turn a couple play, yeah. Yeah. I like to be specific because what if... What if the nerds get frustrated about me not being clear? <laughs> That's uh, listen, I know several nerds, and they're very chill people, and they are, they do not care about details or specifics, um, whether you get certain words right or anything. Um, as far as I know, I think you're clear. Um, if you're on Twitter, I would definitely say this very loud and multiple times on Twitter. I don't think anybody would care. In fact, I think you will be celebrated. Uh... <laughs> 
Oh, wait, I'm thinking of that alternate dimension that Peter Petrelli's girlfriend yeah. is in. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, I couldn't find the details that I was looking for to see if it actually clarified which ones were which. So, um, we have four pairs to choose from. I mean, what are y'all's vibes on Kashi and Oimo? Because they are both giants. They're big and they're dumb. Mm -hmm. That's about it. One yeah, I've kind of like based my entire thing on like what I got them as is just basically because oh, that's big. What what's big? Yeah. So the Bernie and the red hair and the redheaded employee work because we are going to get their backstory and it also ties into that, but I don't want to spoil what that is because Janine's going to be like, damn it, Luke told me this was coming and I didn't put that together. But the, the giants are dead. Like, dude had his no, fucking face nailed to the floor. Oh no, giants and one piece are very strong. He had his face nailed to the floor and then it was like, he was hit in the face with a club by his giant bro. Mm -hmm. Did they I mean, take a bite of gum gum? No, they're giants. They're just very structurally dense. I guess, yeah. I mean, they're they're very dense in general. Mm -hmm. um, bless their hearts. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm on team Bernie and redheaded employee. Janine, where are you headed? Or what are you feeling? Uh, I do like the Duffman. Emily, how are you feeling? I, I feel like I also like my idea that I had. <laughs> Fair enough. Um... They're broy. They're big and dumb. Maybe they're not giants, like literally, but they are a giant in their charisma mm -hmm. and their packages. Um, thankfully, the One Piece giants do not have that feature um, uh, really highlighted, which is nice. I've... I mean, Frankie has never wears pants, from what I understand. So you know, good for him. And you know, I'm all about like equal opportunity uh slutty outfits like you know good for them um well he considers himself to have a pervert outfit then why doesn't he wear pants is this part of his arc no it's because he considers himself to be a pervert oh, cool. so he just doesn't wear pants oh great another it's, one yeah <laughs> All right, well, it sounds like y'all are on board for Duffman 2 and Duffman 3, so I will go with y'all's majority rule, and we will keep the bee in the jar for another another time. I'm sure there will uh, be next. more giants. There, there, are, there are more <laughs> giants. There you go. Uh, up next, we have Gathering. Uh, um, who do you have for gathering, Janine? I have Waitress Bart. 
that's really good. Are, are you familiar with Waitress Bart? I I think I've seen Waitress Bart, but I can I I can imagine. Let me look up up Waitress Bart. I don't know if it will bring things up, but I'm pretty sure there are images on the blue sky. So let me see if... (sighs) Our shame. Oh my god. Yes. He's... Waitress Bart. God damn. Uh, oh, what that oh wait, it, are we are we going with DeviantArt fan art? Oh no, no. Okay, I was gonna say I was I wasn't aware that that was ca- that we could count that as canon. No, though that is someone who just edited the actual art. Okay, and made it like a Playboy bunny outfit. Okay, so it didn't look and, like that in the original. No, um, I, I posted in the uh, chat a link to the second image has what I believe is the basis for that image. Shoot. Oh, shoot. I have to, like, sign into Blue Sky on, on Chrome. Uh, but I can also copy-paste technology. Technology, and I can edit this part out. Yoink. Yoink.com backslash later. Um, okay. Who do you have for gathering? Me? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to go Rodrigo style and have it be the bachelor number one. Her- that, tells Mar- that tells Marge goodbye. Her... Gathering the waitress? Yes. Oh, okay. Because uh, she well, dumps... Her whole thing is that she dumps Jabra, like, immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Uh, the ones who I have, my Rodrigo side, was Clarice, or Clarice Dremond, who is Lisa's lawyer, or I also had the... Waitress from Mr. Burns Casino, but God, Waitress Bart is cursed and wonderful, like it is the exact right image, or, like, energy. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i still looking up the picture of Waitress Bart, but I can't, I just need that to happen. Like, I just, I think it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know when I've been bested, and this is one of those times. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, uh, Gathering, I believe, was initially uh, depicted in one of the Q&A sessions, and, like, her appearance is partially a joke as a result of that. Like, it is not as fancy as another. Yeah, I've, I've, from what I could tell, mm-hmm. um... It was the the character was ne- never actually had a scene. She was only referred to, yep. yeah, in uh, the SBS, and then they just added it into the anime. Because she's in love with Lucci. Yes. 
So. Okay, I see Waitress Bart. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that you're on the money, and I think that there's no better character for this position. Um, I respect yeah. Ace, Your Honor. <laughs> All right. And last, we have Chief Justice Baskerville. Emily, who do you have for Chief Justice Baskerville? Um, so this is based on the fact that he has three heads. Uh-huh. Um, and nothing else, because I know virtually nothing about this character. He just shows up and he's like, blah, and then do, do shit. So I am going to choose the three different incarnations of James Earl Jones in the clouds um, mm -hmm. that visit Lisa as well as the ghost of Bleeding Gums Murphy. Um, technically, they are Mufasa, uh, Darth Vader, and um, James Earl Jones, the individual. But, um, you know, they are part so of the same, they are the same creature. Uh, we can use all of those except for Mufasa. Fuck. We used Mufasa uh, on, like, our second episode. Really? Uh-huh. That specific Mufasa? Uh-huh. Uh, it's the island of uh, weird fucked up animals. Oh, damn it. Mm-hmm. I mean, still, uh, Darth Vader had... James Earl Jones and Bleeding Gums Murphy heads. Okay, like I mean that, that works. Yeah, I feel like that. I mean, maybe it's not unfair to Bleeding Gums Murphy, but like maybe if it's just the ghost of Bleeding Gums Murphy, because I don't know where what this. I don't know what this judge do. Um, and I'm, I mean, I I feel like it wouldn't surprise either of you if I just said no. It's three guys, and two of them are just standing on one of the guy's legs. Okay, so they're not all or the same guy. It? Oh shit! Because like I've you've seen shown me a guy eat two guys and create one guy, uh -huh. <laughs> and the gun ate the fruit and became a dog. Okay, uh huh. And then it got a cold. <laughs> Why did it get a cold? Was it related to the fruit gun? No. It it just got a cold because it, it's a living being and sometimes they can get sick. So when, like, this dog, this gun dog goes to a job interview and they're like, so mm -hmm. what, what are, what's your experience? Like, what's your, what's, what's your background? And the, and the dog is like, well, I remember when I was created or does it remember being a gun? Like, it, is it sentient? I mean... It's not. It sentient. is. It's just. No, it is. Uh, it is sentient. It has dreams, Janine. It wants to be a tank. Really? Uh, That's it goes and works at a cafe after. Fuck. <laughs> She's working at a waitress at a cocktail bar. Let's let's just cast Baskerville. <laughs> that sounds uh, good. <laughs> my my suggestions, uh the Rodrigo style I had were the three bad dates that Marge goes on. Uh mm. as part of the bad speed dates. Uh my other suggestion was the three wise men from the Simpsons Nativity that we had. Uh Janine, who do you have? I decided to cast them all as one. Not just anyone, but the ultimate. Truckosaurus. Oh shit. 
I feel like I need to salute. I mean, I am saluting, <laughs> but this is an audio medium, so. And we are getting a suggestion in. That one welder guy and Atticus suggested Benjamin, Doug, and Gary, the nerds from Homer Goes to College. Oh, shit. Again. Ah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that silhouette-wise, Truckosaurus is pretty equivalent. Um, and especially since Sodom and Gomorrah have been taken. Um, there, There's going to be more room for dinosaurs and also metallic dinosaurs. Have we seen... <laughs> We've already had the the itchy and scratchy land episode, though, right? Like that's already happened in our. Uh, is, yeah, we you, yeah you've you've covered that one. Um, yeah. Um, I'm good to go oh, with the um, King Atticus. Also suggested who ha and he the three henchmen of Clownface. Okay, hold on. Ha and he? Mm -hmm. uh, if you are on Frankiac and just type who, ha, he, they will show up. Our guest to the twirly gates. Oh, that's a... Give me some images, guys. I mean, they do, they do, they do, uh, stand at the gate of justice. Uh, actually, yeah, that's. I mean, they're not the guardians of the gate of justice, but you know, they're, but like the, the, I should say, um, the, the hoo-ha and he are uh involve gates or guardians and then um you know the um oh gosh uh the 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 judge he's also yeah. there <laughs> that's that's it uh no i mean i i i actually like uh that um i'm good to go with who ha and he like i got i got swayed uh sure i i can throw down for who ha and he awesome awesome hey and congrats to atticus for getting another one on the board and keeping us all in a deadlock for getting two suggestions each <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps us up for this episode. Italy, where can you be found online? Um, I'm at megamoth.net. Um, and you can find me on Progressively Horrified, which is uh, the prog horror prod on Twitter. And um, I don't think we have a Tom we have a blue guy yet. We don't have a Tumblr yet, but uh, we can hit you can hit us up there. Or um, progressively horrified. Uh, dot transistor. Dot fm. We have a Patreon. 
Um, and that's the show that I do with Jeremy Whitley and Ben Kahn, where we talk about movies and hold them to standards they never agreed to. Um, I do art. Uh, I did the art for Princeless, which has been out there. If you can find it, awesome. If you find me at a show on the East or on the West Coast, um, by all means, I will sign it um, and wonder where you got it. And uh, <laughs> the the uh, I also have a Patreon, Mega Moth on Patreon, Mega underscore Moth on Instagram, and um, on Blue Sky, Mega Moth. Awesome. Janine, where can you be found online? Uh, I can be found on Blue Sky, uh, janinejuliet.bisky.social. Uh, you could also find me on on Twitter still. Uh, it's eventually going to get deleted. I tell myself uh, that is at Janine Juliet. And I'm Luke. You can find me on Blue Sky at, at Coltrick. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G or on itch.io or Gumroad or wherever you want, or at my website, LukeHairLukeHair.com. Mike Patton is our cover artist currently for the show. You can find him most places at Patton Pending. That's P-A-T-T-E-N-P-E-N-D-I-N-G. You can find the show at Domance.com. We also have a Blue Sky, which is, I believe, just Domance, and uh, a Tumblr that I'm bad at updating. And we are also getting our podcast published to youtube finally so nice you can now watch everything as videos there uh that is going to wrap us up we'll be back in two more weeks after the holiday after november i think and uh war hurts everybody it does we'll see you there peace Thank you.